station, but we're here for a real education. Welcome to A Real Education. This is our first episode that we're recording live at Pepito's Parkway Theater in Minneapolis. There are actual people watching us right now. Listen. God, that's amazing. You guys made it seem like there were a lot more of you than there there really (laughs) are. Awesome. I am Tim Wick, one of your co-hosts. I am joined, as always, by Melissa Kersher and Jenna Young, our young protege. Young protege. Our young protege, (laughs) who we are educating in the ways of movies. This evening, we get to sit in an actual theater and watch an actual movie. And the movie we're going to watch is Breakfast at Tiffany's. Now, how we always start things out is we have Jenna tell us something about what she knows about the movie. Now, before Jenna tells us what she knows about the movie, I want to check how many people in the theater, by applause, have seen Breakfast at Tiffany's before. Okay, a a nice smattering. And then how many people have never seen this movie, just like Jenna? Oh, my people. A smaller smattering. All right, so so some experts, some not-so-experts. Jenna, uh, why don't you tell us what you know about Breakfast at Tiffany's? Okay, what I know about Breakfast at Tiffany's is that there is a really annoying song that talks about having seen Breakfast at Tiffany's. You're talking about the I song Bref- Breakfast at Tiffany's yes. by Deep Blue Something. <laughs> yes. How many how many people in the audience have heard of that song? More people than have seen the movie. Yeah, see, okay. Okay, see? Yeah. Excellent. Right. Um, so I know that. Um, I'm pretty sure it's a romantic comedy. Okay. Uh, I think it's about the 60s or so. Okay, you're looking at me like I'm going to uh, answer well, it, but okay. I'm not going to. I, I guess that's, yeah. that's silly. Um, and... I, I believe there's a, a quirky female and a not-as-quirky guy. Well, that's that's like a romantic comedy. Yeah. I mean, that's just that's, a guarantee. Well, that's, okay. that's not a guarantee. Yeah, but I mean, you're just betting. Sometimes it's, it's the like, guy It's that's like quirky. you're betting on red, you know? <laughs> and black. And black. Um, <laughs> green. Go, go. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> really bad at Russian. Anything really else? Um, did you just say you were really bad at Russian roulette? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> totally different kind of bet. Totally different kind of bet. Also not a gambler. Uh, no, it's the, the the round roulette. So you thing. were saying not something about an actress. Uh, Audrey Hepburn. I think. Audrey Hepburn. Good yeah. guess. Yes. Okay. All right. Um, we were going to bring that up before the movie started. That's not a spoiler. I, well, okay. Good. Yeah. Because oh, she was on her poster. Yeah. It's well, I wouldn't recognize. It stars Audrey Hepburn and a dude who's not Audrey Hepburn. So who cares? That. Um, <laughs> I um, care because I care. know who the dude is. I know you know who the dude. We know it's George Papard. The, George yeah. Papard is awesome. Other thing <laughs> I think I know is is she like a, a a party person? Like she parties all the time, and, and he's all like <laughs> straight laced. We're thinking about another song now, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> Audrey no, Hepburn like, likes to party the, all the, the time. The character, like the 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 quirky female lead, she. Goes out a lot or something. She like goes very out a lot. She's social and the guy doesn't. She's okay. Okay. I think that's. All right. I'm not, I'm not going to tell you I whether you're, you're right or not. I know you're going to tell me, but, but I'm just going to try to read your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to teach you something about cold reading, Jenna. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, is this movie. This movie star, stars Audrey Hepburn, who is um, just about the most amazing looking person who ever lived. Um, she has a neck. That I, 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 it's, it, there's no way a neck can actually be that long, is there? She was born in Belgium and part giraffe. Yeah. Oh. 
So that's yeah. that's that's kind of cool. The spot, so yes. <laughs> it also stars, stars George Papard, and there is one. I, I, I'm going to say this in a non-spoiler way because I do want to talk about this after the movie. But there is a character in this movie that we're going to spend more time talking about than the plot of the film. And those of you who have seen the movie before know the character I'm talking about, don't you? And we don't want to talk about that character yet, but I just got to say, you'll know it when you see it. Oh, God. <laughs> because it's quite the character. Yes. It's quite the character. Uh, it is based on a book by Truman Capote. Mm-hmm. Have you ever heard of Truman Capote? No. There was a oh, whole boy. movie about him. Okay. Yeah. I did, oh, God. Did I get an oh? oh. <laughs> Somebody was like, oh, that's so disappointing. How dare you? I believe Truman Capote also, did he co-write the screenplay, Melissa? You would, uh, um, I don't think he, co- he wrote the book. He wrote the book. And then the we'll find out when we watch the credits in just a few minutes. Yeah, he was <laughs> involved in the production, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll get into it later. We'll get into Truman Capote later, and uh, that's also an interesting little story and our anecdote. I think we've given uh, as much away about this film as we really should at this yeah. point. Uh, so uh, please enjoy... Breakfast at Tiffany's, which I need to point out, has nothing to do with the song by Deep Blue Something. (laughs) We'll be back after the movie. So welcome back. We just got done watching the movie. Uh, how did everybody like it? Yay. Jenna, what did you think? I really liked it. You really what? liked it. What did you like the best? Um, I, I liked uh, I liked the cat. The cat. <laughs> and not of like all things. Okay, no, like I, I like the cat on top of the. Yak head and just like <laughs> the yak head because there are yaks in <laughs> Brazil. I, 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 I don't know what it was. It was it was a big. Thing. It was some sort of bovine. Sure. Is that what so you're getting that at? Thing. Okay. I don't know. I don't. I, I always assumed it was the bull from the bullfight. You know because they oh, brought in the sense. picador. Yeah. But it seems really things. hairy. Is the thing. Well, maybe they grow them hairier down in Brazil. <laughs> Which is ironic. All right, that's oh, a, th- that's so inappropriate. <laughs> I, what? I said nothing. No, I was talking to Melissa. Yes. Oh, all right. <laughs> all right. So, I'm so sorry. So I think. <laughs> no, I'm not. You know, before we go further, I really kind of you got to talk about Mickey Rooney for a little bit in this movie. <laughs> yeah, we got to hit it first because it's on. Here. Because it's just it's there. Uh, I did I did a little research before this film, and uh, this movie is is identified uh, by one lister on the internet as the second most racist film ever made. <laughs> yes. <laughs> second only to Birth of a Nation. Uh, for those of you who have heard of Birth oh. of a Nation, <laughs> I, uh, I could. I th- there are some things I could think of that would probably top Breakfast at Tiffany's on the Yeah, but maybe but it's just for the notable. I, I, th- there's, there's this character in the film that, that just doesn't even make sense. Yes. Compared to everything else in the movie. I mean, when you, you go, oh, I need a Japanese character. I need, I need this person to play a Japanese character. Why would you ever call Mickey Rooney? 
<laughs> you know, and there, uh, How did that happen? There's an Asian woman in another part of the film. And she's an actual Asian and woman. And she's an actual Asian woman, and she doesn't look anything like Mickey Rooney. <laughs> Boy, at all. Not for that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she... Just the idea that they can put an actual Asian actress in the film. Then they're like, all right, well, we need a Japanese man. Let's get Mickey Rooney. Maybe they're the original hipsters. (laughs) They're like, you know what? We could do this. Instead, let's go all the way around. Maybe. So uh, so you're watching the whole film, and every now and again, Mickey Rooney comes on. You're just like (laughs) cringing. (laughs) There it is again. Drops the T-set. This character could have been any other race. He could have been just... He could have been just a cranky Mickey He could have been Mickey Rooney, right? Yeah, it could have been just Mickey Rooney living on the top floor. Just a cranky Mickey Rooney living on the top floor. (laughs) I I find it very interesting because this movie was made under the Hayes Code, which was the motion picture uh, uh, code of uh, kind of industry-wide censorship prior to the rating system. And there were so many things from the novel that did not get into the film, like the fact that Holly Golightly would swear like a sailor, smoked weed, was bisexual, had an abortion, all this fun stuff. And 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 yet, it's okay to have Mickey Rooney in yellow face. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and and you you notice how the film basically never points out that our two main characters are prostitutes. Yeah, they're they're both whores. Does it need to? Well, it's, yeah. it doesn't need to. I, I, one of the things I've always said about the Hayes Code that I like is it required writers to be clever. Yes. It required writers to show you things that they couldn't tell you, to find ways to talk around the fact a character was gay, to find ways to talk around the fact that a character is a prostitute without ever saying that they're a prostitute. So there's no question to anybody watching this film that our two main characters are prostitutes, but they never say those words. I love that it's more obvious about the guy being a prostitute. Yes. Yeah. You never you never see Holly, well, she does mention taking money for visiting the guy in Sing Sing. By the way, the man in Sing Sing is the voice of Fred Flintstone. <laughs> yes, Fred Flintstone in the mafia. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, this pleases me greatly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and did you did you notice her her former husband was uh, from the Beverly Hillbillies? Yep. Mm-hmm. And of course, G- George Papard is Hannibal from the A Team. Yes. So. It's so it's like a ba- it's the start of a bad joke. Jed Clampett and <laughs> Hannibal and uh, Fred, Fred Flintstone, Flintstone walk into a bar. Movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes, and he was wearing mask. a Huckleberry Hound mask. Yes. Very good point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, I think. You know, I I mentioned at the outset that uh, Audrey Hepburn is one of the most beautiful, I think people, it's not fair to call her one of the most beautiful women, because I just think, you know, she's beautiful. But the thing is, she's, no, but, <laughs> I, but, but the point is that she's a, she's a great actress as well. Yeah. And, yes. and uh, reading the trivia about this movie, originally that role was cast as Marilyn Monroe. Yes. Oh. And, and uh, Truman Capote was very disappointed that it did not wind up being Marilyn Monroe. Mm-hmm. And I love Marilyn Monroe, yeah. Monroe, but I cannot see her in that role. Yeah. It, and maybe that's just because I'm used to seeing Audrey Hepburn in it. But I think about other roles that I've seen Marilyn Monroe do, and I'm kind of really happy that she didn't end up making this movie. Because um, 
Audrey Hepburn's pretty amazing. And George Papard is really good. I yeah. like George you know. Papard a lot. Yeah. I don't know. He's got that fantastic just steel gaze. Yeah. <laughs> he's not chewing oh. on a cigar saying, I love it yeah. when a plan comes together. <laughs> but perhaps he should. <laughs> but just that look, that intense look. He does yeah. it so well. Yeah. With pretty eyes, I think. All right, what else, uh, what else do you have to share about the film, Melissa? I don't know. I kind of... You've got notes. I mean, I you wrote did. notes. Well, I wrote I'm down impressed. names and stuff. Um, I, I, this is the first time I've, I've seen the film in a long, long time. And I, I, I remember the first time I saw the film, I didn't get that she was a prostitute at all. So there. But um, <laughs> I was young. Too subtle. <laughs> Too subtle. <laughs> Apparently. But no, I... Uh, this did is you the, get that he was a prostitute? Yes, I yeah. did. Yes, I did. Yeah. Oh, I thought the chick was just a patron of the arts. <laughs> He's a courtesan. <laughs> uh, but no, I. Um, this is the first time I've seen the film in a long, long time, and I've seen some of the Pink Panther films recently. And Blake Edwards, the director of this film, mm -hmm. made the Pink Panther movies and you know, various other kind of screwball comedy things. Yeah, The Great Race. The Great Race. Blake yeah, Edwards. and uh, mm. I, I've. I never realized how Blake Edwards-y this movie was until I watched it on this viewing. And, it mm -hmm. it, and it, it's interesting that it only comes out in certain corners of the film, particularly the, the party scene, where it's just this line of visual gags. <laughs> and it, it goes on like and on and on, but it's just endlessly entertaining. You know, you got the hat on fire and the, the necklaces. The woman the, in the mirror who's the woman first in the mirror. laughing at herself. Yeah. And, and, and then like crying at herself. It's <laughs> like, oh, honey, I've been oh. there. Yeah. Um, oh. I'm sorry, I didn't get that. We we should. It, we're gonna we have should probably, the wireless we probably mic. Bring, yeah, yeah, we should probably bring the mic. I don't know where that the mic went. Because the I'll, audience clearly has things to uh, say. The audience the clearly audience does have things to, to say, and we yes. should allow them to say something. And before we do, uh, I, I we talk about Blake Edwards, and I was just looking at the trivia for this. Uh, as we were watching the movie, John Frankenheimer was the original director. And oh, of this wouldn't film. that have been different? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then uh, that was when it was with Marilyn Monroe, and when they brought in Audrey Hepburn, she was like, "Oh, I don't know this guy." Yeah. So she had him bring in a different director, and that was yeah. Blake Edwards. Yeah. Huh. Fra Frankenheimer is probably best known for his action movies. Yeah. So oh, yeah. I could see how that really, would be different. Yeah. So, uh, you know, when they really go looking awesome director. When they go looking for Cat at the end of the film, there might have been like a parkour segment <laughs> oh, yes. or something. Oh, I uh, there definitely that. there would have been more car chases, that's for sure. <laughs> Breakfast at Tiffany's with car chases. Who would not watch that? Seriously. Oh, I, okay, uh, nobody. I I understand. I, yeah. I, I got a, I, do, I got just a couple other shreds of trivia sure. here, um, you know that that have very little connection to anything. Uh, first of all, you know they keep uh, saying how skinny she looks on yeah. film. Uh, this was three months after Audrey Hepburn gave birth to her first child. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah. What kind this of? Is like, what is wrong with that woman? She's a freak. <laughs> I, Freak of nature. The baby was born at four pounds. I no, I I don't know. <laughs> oh God. Okay. I, 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 I how does that happen? I I when when I had my son, uh, I I was twenty, so maybe that had something to do with it. But I was she back, was thirty one. Okay, I was back in a pre-pregnancy clothes in like a month, and everybody <sighs> hated me. So I hate you. I, I have I've never even been pregnant, and I I hate I'm you. For sorry. That. Okay. Oh God, I'm a horrible person. You are a horrible. Yeah. person. How dare I? I'm yes. awful. <laughs> anyway, what? Uh, also, Moon River, uh, which Henry yes. Mancini wrote, uh -huh. uh, 
specifically for Audrey Hepburn, because Audrey Hepburn was not a trade and singer. Moon River can be sung in one octave. Ooh. <laughs> and, and so it is specifically made for her to sing in this movie. There are certain reasons why Audrey Hepburn did not sing in the musical she was in. Yes, she was dubbed. In My yes. Fair Lady. I know that might be a shock to some of you. Yeah. That Audrey Hepburn didn't do her singing in My Fair Lady, but it's true. And neither did mm. Jeremy Brett, which which is really a shame. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> tangent, tangent. Uh, the also, Audrey Hepburn tangent. Apparently, <laughs> Truman Capote based the character of Holly on Carol Grace, who was Walter Matthau's wife. Huh. I know. Apparently, Walter Matthau's wife was a prostitute. A bisexual, I, smoking, cursing prostitute. I, well, I that know. seems like the kind of person Walter Matthau would marry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean that. I mean it. that in, with affection. That seems yes. like that would Walter Matthau would call, would fall for that kind of woman. Yes, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> The odd couple was not just a character. <laughs> Gives a new meaning to grumpy old men, right? I mean, that, that, you know, that's a whole new angle. I don't know where the, where the wireless mic is, but I'm just going to kind of like carry right. this mic to the front of the stage. And if somebody has something to say, they can come up to the front of the stage. Ooh, I know ooh, that. Oh, Tim. That's, Tim, ooh, Tim. ooh, hey, got, hey look, it's the wireless mic. Wireless. Hello. Ooh, this works too. Awesome. I'm going to awesome. go out into the audience because I know Eric had something to say and we totally <laughs> missed it before. So here, talk into the mic so we can pick you up on the recording device. In Blake Edwards' SOB, they're repeatedly intercutting scenes of backstabbing among human beings and this dog fiercely defending its master. I think that there may be something similar to the cat's role in, in Breakfast at T Tiffany's as representing a loyal, uh, unquestioning loyalty. Yeah, that, that's a, that seems like a theme, a Blake Edwards theme. That's a good point. Yes. Anybody yes. else have anything to say? Oh, look, there's somebody with something to say. So, novel aside, I find it interesting that you keep referring to her as a prostitute, whereas in the film she actually says she's not and hasn't had sex with all the people, and we keep seeing her actually not having sex and closing the door to guys. Well, they couldn't exactly show sex. Yeah, the they Hayes, can't Hayes show Hayes. that under the Hayes coat. Yeah. And Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Does she? I missed and it. I, yeah. I think that that's a lie. <laughs> Although if I if I remember yeah. right in the book, uh, uh, the George Papard's character is not a kept man either. Yeah. Huh. But yeah. They, so they change that. Yeah. I actually like that angle in the film that they're both taking money for. Yeah, because then, then 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 there's that that neither character can really judge the other for that behavior yeah. because they're they're engaging in the same behavior. Does anybody else have a comment, thought, question? No, not at the moment. Oh, oh wait, okay. sorry. Yep, here we go. This struck me as a movie that cat lovers would absolutely hate. <laughs> yes. Because she throws the cat out, not just throws it out in the taxi, yeah. but throws it out into to the rain. I'm and not I kept even... wondering, is she ever going to feed this cat? Is she ever going to feed this cat? I was surprised when she actually fed the cat. Because the cat <laughs> well... was obviously wanted some kind of food. <laughs> yeah, there was that sardine yes. tin that she just would not open. Apparent, yeah, poor uh, animal. Apparently, in interviews, Audrey Hepburn would say that was the hardest thing she ever did for a movie was throw the cat out into the rain. Throw the cat out oh. into yeah. the rain. She was she was a big animal lover. She had a pet deer. She, <laughs> well, that was uh, one yeah. of her big. Whoa! Whoa yeah. What? She had a pet deer. If you look online, there are photos Wait. of Audrey Hepburn. With What's this. the name of the deer? It, I don't remember. What Wait, the name it was of the deer. probably deer. 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 I don't. deer. deer. 
I, d- I don't know. I don't know what the deer is. She, I think uh, animal, uh, the, she, charity, her, some of her charitable causes were for animals, but mm-hmm. I think huh. I could look yeah. that up, but not right now. That would be silly. <laughs> Does anybody else have any comments while I'm wandering? Ooh, look, there's somebody oh, in the back. Oh. Somebody over here. This is exciting. This is like we all are talking together. Yeah, what did you want to say? Oh, I was just talking about Audrey Hepburn's uh, physique um, that came about because she was starved in World War II. Well, that's downer. <laughs> yeah. Audrey Hepburn was starved in World War II, and that's why she was so. She was permanently. Wow. Damage as a result. Man. So, that's really dark. Yeah, that's really depressing. <laughs> Thanks for that. Okay. <laughs> that is yes. depressing. Huh? She, she was the daughter of Baroness and a banker. She, she came from very genteel background. But yeah, she, she kind of had it rough for a while. I, I didn't really know the details of it. but huh. Relevant or not, um, it just struck me during this viewing of the movie, something I hadn't thought about before, how much this parallels the story of the movie Cabaret. Which I have seen. I have not seen Wait, Cabaret. What? Well, that's right. That's right. That's right. I when know, we finally get around to a movie that Melissa hasn't seen, we it's going to be Cabaret. We found the movie. Okay, this, this is the movie. This, this is the one. Was, there are, in all fairness, five movies that Melissa has not seen, and that's one of them. And, and, <laughs> is, is this like a Doctor, like Doctor Who's Key to Time series where you guys have to quest to find what movies I have not yes. seen? <laughs> It's well, they've already found one, so that's one episode of the season over with. Yes. <laughs> so, all right, any other comments? Oh, your point, oh, no, I don't have a comment. No, all right. So um, I think, uh, I don't know how long we've been talking, but we're probably getting close to being done with, with our conversation, time, so I'm going to come back up on the stage so we can do, like, our, our final thought thing and switch to the other mic. Hi, I'm on the other mic. <laughs> that was so easy. That was such a smooth transition. Through the magic of radio, nobody was... will be able to tell. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, final thoughts on the movie, Melissa? Um, Yay, Dead Space. I didn't realize this Go was a stumper. <laughs> wow. I didn't realize you were going to throw it right <laughs> over to me. I just keep thinking about the, the ninth richest guy in the world and how his utterly... Uh, a natural hair color in the dark glasses and the... Yeah. Yeah. He kind of looked like yeah. Bill Gates. Yeah. yeah, kinda, yeah I mean, oh, this wow. movie was made at a time when nerds were nerds and, the gr- and they didn't get the girl. Yeah. You know, because... But he had money. You know, by the 90s, the nerds get the girl. Yeah. But they also look like George Clooney, so... Ooh. We live in the future. <laughs> <It's awesome. laughs> we live in interesting times, indeed. <laughs> All right, Jenna, final thoughts about the film, comments, whatever, um, since this is your first time. I, I, a breakfast. It sounded <laughs> really dirty. <laughs> what? Well, it, 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 it is my first time watching this particular movie. Uh, to Which is a sort of a running theme of the entire podcast, it, frankly. Like, you know, like, like it's built on. Anyway, so um, I loved, I, I want to do my hair like her hair. <laughs> I, I'm stuck. On, okay, I mean, I could go back to everything else, but I loved her dresses and the hair and just her entire style was awesome. I'm like, I want to, I want to be that style. I want to, I want to, I want one of those long cigar 
thing is. <laughs> you, you know, the moment they start making e-cigarettes and the giant two-foot-long <gasps> holder, I am buying. I am in. Oh. You, uh, okay. Yes. Okay. Did okay. you notice that she only owned like two or three dresses? Yeah. And she just put like, different three accessories dresses. on. Yeah. The hat and and, yeah. and then the the big pearl thingy and the yoke and the yeah. Now that's and then, fashion. Yeah. And they they, they, they do a like very good job of making her look glamorous. Yeah. Yeah. B- without, but but Glamour. also making it clear that she's glamorous on Glamour a budget. Glamorous on a budget, yep. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's my had, next TLC show. I love that one of the dresses is a bed sheet. <laughs> yes. Like she's at the party in a bed sheet. In a bed sheet. Why and not? still, she's better dressed than everybody else. Well, yeah. Yes. Now, that could simply be a function of her being Audrey Hepburn. Wow. Well. But it's still pretty impressive. Still pretty impressive. Yeah, I, I come back to, uh, you know, in watching this film, um, especially, uh, I, I often am an advocate for watching any movie on the big screen. And, and, and a lot of people would look at something like Breakfast at Tiffany's and see, say, well, what, what benefit can you get from watching that in a movie theater versus watching it on, on your screen at home? And I think um, there's so much that goes on in Hepburn's face that you can see when you're getting a close-up on on the big screen that you can't get watching it at home. Uh, that, uh, that, that's, that's one of the benefits to me that, to watching this movie tonight here. I thought that was, that was great. And on 35 millimeter film. And on 35 millimeter yeah, I, film. I mean, there, there of course is the problem of, you know, 35 millimeter film degrades. You see scratches and, you know, you saw the film skip a little bit where, you know, there were some splices at some point yeah. and got spliced together. But, there's such a richness in the image that never quite equals up to what digital can do yet because you can only get so much contrast mm. with right. the image on a, on a digital format. So, <laughs> uh, for my co-hosts, Melissa Kershner, Jenna Young, and myself, thanks so much for coming yes. out to watch the movie with us and sticking around with us after the film. And uh, we'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you very much, everyone. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed our film fixation. We'll see you next time on A Real Education. Join us on October 1st when we'll be watching The Thin Man.